1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel, joined by Damon McDonald. It is Saturday, 17th September 2022. This is episode 227. Damon, how are you today? Wonderful,
0: wonderful, wonderful. It's the weekend. It's the weekend. Um, Good. <laughs> it's like, I'm very low Not key. Today. <laughs> I know. It's like we're very low key today. We're like. Uh, I don't know. I think we both did a couple of edibles. Could you give up? You, would you rather give up spicy food or drink?
1: Uh, I'll give up the drink definitely. I, I don't drink that often. I'm a, a social drinker. Like you know, I'll have a few drinks before a, a big event, you know, a big football match, or wrestling show, or whatever. But I don't don't drink that
0: regularly. Hmm. Every day, every day. I don't think I like. I I actually was like, I right, I think I'm going to stop. Period. I I'm just, I'm just going to go cold turkey and just see how long I can go. That thought lasted fucking three minutes. <laughs> it's just like, I, can't, I don't know. I don't know why, what, why would I want to do this? But I do. I kind of do. I'm kind of over it, I think, at this point. So I think I'm going to just get hooked on spicy food. Do you just, is it the endorphin rush that you love? Like, what do you love about the Probably. The
1: yeah, there's definitely some sort of like chemical reaction to it, isn't there? Like the pleasure pain receptors
0: in your brain. Do you think you would that's get into, bit. like, S&M and shit? Do you think you would get into bondage? <laughs> <laughs> Try it once. Really? I don't know if I would, would get beat up or whipped. Get whipped. I don't, why would I want to get whipped? I don't want to get whipped. I want to relax. <laughs> don't whip. Yeah, it doesn't appeal to me. I've got to no. be honest.
1: Like, I, I don't see it. I don't see why that. I'd, you know, rather people be nice to me do nice things <laughs> right. to me. Right. Comfort me. Drip <laughs> hot candle wax on me. Ow.
0: That's going to hurt. Hold me. Ouchies. Can we snuggle, please? I just want to be held. I just want to know somebody cares. That's all. I don't, I don't need you to beat me. I get that enough all day. Uh there are there are a lot of sexual things though that I that I I don't I don't get. You know what I mean? Like I just I just I'm like, but you know, I guess people could sexualize anything, really, right? It's the here's what it is. It's the poop games. Like anything involving poop, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's the stuff I got to draw the line. That that that's a line I got to draw. Like that's I don't know. Like that just smells. It's, I love it. It's, five yeah. five minutes into the show, we're already talking about <laughs> <scat porn>. exactly. <laughs> right, right. So like the scat. Like listen, whatever you're into, you whatever. If you're safe, you're not hurting anybody else. I don't give a shit what the fuck you do. But for me, the poop, no, no, that's a mess. That's just a mess. You just created a mess. Just created a mess. And like the diaper play, now. I don't it's like anything no, involving just, like, 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 I was going to say excretion, but like, what are you thinking about the squirting? <laughs> what
1: are you <laughs> a fan about the, you a fan of the squirting?
0: I kind of am. I kind of am.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that shows that you find that she's having a good time, if that's going on.
0: I, I, yes. I mean, well, you know what? I saw something on, uh, online, on the interwebs, where there was, uh, a scientific, uh, study that, that proved that it's not really, it's, it's, it's basically coming from the fucking bladder. So it's piss, basically.
1: Yeah. Um, so this is <laughs> sort of, blow my mind Read. i thought it was something different I, I didn't realize it was just we
0: yeah i mean apparently it is i mean it's like that's what i thought like i thought it was like okay so like there's just i there's thought it was some who, sort but, of
1: magical liquid some sort of magic <laughs> elixir that comes out of a, a secret third <laughs> hole I'll that we didn't know about at,
0: <laughs> at that volume like where is she carrying it uh yeah i don't know i mean that's what i read i mean that's what i read Does it doesn't mean it's true doesn't it mean it's false there might we you might get dm saying hey man I can squirt. Uh, I don't know. If you get them, pass them along to me. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, it's it, it's bladder related. And there might be other fluids in there too, but who knows. But I like that. I like this. I like okay. That.
1: So we've done poo play. We've done squirting. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anything else you want to cover? Uh, little, yeah, we we talked about t- the daddy stuff.
0: That's weird to me. Yeah. That's weird to me. I think we got it, right? I mean, I mean, we're going to get into some fetishes with uh, this fucking Despy match, but yeah, <laughs> you know.
1: um,
0: Yeah, there was definitely a very sort of psychosexual element to that one. A extremely horny match, but <laughs> yeah, we we'll be going there. Yeah. Blood play—is that a thing? Do people do? Oh, I'm sure there is. I'm sure that's a thing. I don't. I don't know if it's a thing. I've never seen it. I don't want to see it. But I bet you it is, dude. There's a there's a thing for everything. Fucking, there's people that fucking jerk off to. Like window dressings, you know what I mean? Like I don't know, like there's you, you can sexualize anything, which 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 is kind of cool, I guess. <laughs> right, like that. that you can do that. Yeah. No, no kink shaming here. No, no, I'm all about it. But like, like, uh, but I will let you know what I'm into and what I'm not. And there's things that I'm not. And I think poop is at the top of the game.
1: What about? making love when it's that time of the month for the lady.
0: Mm-mm, nope. No. Nah, it's not a smell, a isn't it?
1: It's,
0: it's, I, it like, I've done it. It's <laughs> like, Iron. Tasting iron. <laughs> like, eating a fucking penny. Uh no. Uh Nah. Sorry, I can't. I'm not a big fan of... Uh... Know what I saw the other day? And it, and it almost made me cry. Um, there was this social experiment this guy was doing, I guess, and it was this little girl. She's probably like about twelve years old, and she had like white pants on, and she's standing on a street, busy street, city street. Uh, and she had a blood stain in, on her white pants, and the experiment was who would help her, like would anybody help her, I guess, which is weird, but okay, whatever. And the people that helped her was they were so nice. They were all women, like because like a guy's not going to go up to a, a, a like a twelve year old girl and be like, oh yeah, you're get your period. You know what I mean? Like a guy's just not going to do that just because it, it's just that's we. I don't know. I, I think uh, you would like I don't you would like to think you would in a world where it would be okay for that to happen, but I just don't think that it, it's I don't know. But it was just so heartwarming and so nice. Like these these women were coming up to this little girl and being like, okay, and it's okay. You're going to get your period. Blah blah blah. Um why am i telling you this
1: <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i'm a year six teacher grade five and you know well I, I have to teach all that stuff to my students and it's still you know you got to do it it's completely down the line very factual yeah just got to be you know don't sugarcoat it or anything they, the kids need the absolute facts but still even all my kids doing it it's like there's one time where a student comes to me so oh i can't do swimming today i was like okay why not And she said, because of my my period." And then (laughs) instantly I'm panicking. I'm like, okay, what did Mr. Paul say? Because he's a swimming teacher. And then she said, he said, okay.
0: (laughs) So I could just imagine him having exactly the same reaction. Just being like, okay. Right. Right. I don't think that, is there a guy equivalent? Like, is there a conversation where, where dad takes you around and, and like, that's a big, I would think that would be a big thing for a young lady. You know what I mean? Like, like, that's a weird thing for for a girl to go through. And then, you know, especially if she doesn't have, like, support of people, right? Like, guys on, Yeah, it's me. a big, like, like I, I think we're in more enlightened times because,
1: you know, now there's all cool stuff that you can do with your kids. Like, uh, go and buy these little puberty packs peer kits. So, to get them prepared so that they've got a little kit, a box with everything that they need. So, there's, like, you know, a boy's version where they'll have, you know, deodorant and whatever, whatever boys need when they hit puberty. (laughs) Lube, I don't know. Porn. (laughs) Yeah. And then the girls version where they've got all the stuff that they need there to, you know, when the first period comes, so they're not going to be like, oh my God. So they're they're ready for it. So that wasn't the thing. I don't ever remember receiving that kind of
0: education when I was
1: in year six.
0: No, no. We, I remember, imagine you, me, the fucking Black and white projecting reels. <laughs> um, our sex education was ridiculous. It was it was terrible. And um, we were watching a movie of a woman giving birth. And she was like fully made. She looked like fucking Susie Sue from Susie and the Banshees. Um, and she was delivering the child. And you saw like the vagina... And the canal and the head coming out, and she was so unshaven. It was just like a big gigantic fucking bush. <laughs> it was just—I'll never forget it. I'll never fucking forget it. That big fucking bush. Oh, I—I I, gave me nightmares. It gave me fucking nightmares. Um, and a girl in our class passed out watching this fucking film because it was—it was—it showed everything, and 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 the bush. That's where I got sick. I still do.
1: Every time you see a Muhammad Yone match, you're getting flashbacks. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> Seriously. Oh, it was just like, oh, it was so unkempt. It was just like, it was just everywhere. Like, just, just fucking, it was like somebody fucking put a stick of dynamite in a raccoon. It was just fucking a mess. Oh, terrible. I still, I, to this day, I still think of it. That, and who's, who, Fucking made her up. She wore so much makeup, Joel. I, I, I can't. I would do anything to find this this video. I would do anything just to see it again. Just to just just to make sure it was real. Just to make sure it was fucking real. What a nightmare, uh, listeners. If you <laughs> if you've seen this video, if you get access to it, please send it our way. That can be our next deep dive on yeah. the Super J cards Yeah, I want. I would. Uh, yeah, I think it's called Susie and the Banshees Deliver a Child. I believe that's the name of the film. All right, Um, Joel? I'll tell you what, Damon, all this talk
1: about uh, poo and (laughs) S&M and squirting and periods and childbirth has definitely got me very hungry. (laughs) So let's hear from our sponsors over at HelloFresh.
0: You got an appetite, huh? A little little, uh, little hungry? Well, look, HelloFresh has got you covered here as I zoom into the ad copy. Uh, You want to know what HelloFresh is? HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. That's pretty cool. Skip the trips to the grocery store. Count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why, as I scroll, it's America's number one meal kit. Listen. Gonna, uh, I got to do at least two talking points here. Savor every last second of summer. Summer's done. I'm not doing that one. How about this one? Skip the grocery store and spend more time soaking up the last of the summer sun. All right. I'll take that one. Uh, HelloFresh. <laughs> HelloFresh Market is a one-stop shop for all your mealtime needs with a curated selection. Quick breakfasts, lunches, snacks, dinner, uh, desserts, desserts, yeah, and more. Look, getting back into that fall season, autumn season, it can be busy, no doubt. You don't to tell me. But weeknights can be made so much easier with foolproof. Step-by-step recipes ready in around 30 minutes, parentheses or less, p- close parentheses. HelloFresh is uh, our good friends, and good job by them hopping on board with the Super Cast because not only do we give them quality reads, we give our listeners uh, quality deals. So here's what you want to do. Go to VOW, excuse me, HelloFresh, HelloFresh.com slash VOW16, and uh, guess what we got for you? We got yourself a little deal. You're going to use a code. What code might that be? Well, that code might be VOW16. Right. And uh, you're going to get 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Let me repeat that one more time, if you don't mind. HelloFresh.com slash VOW16. Use that code VOW16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Fantastic. We love you, HelloFresh. Convenient. Easy, farm fresh, delicious, easy to follow recipes. Period. All of it, we got it all. Hellofresh. Thanks, Hellofresh. Thank you very much. Putting money
1: in our pockets. Uh, I'll tell you who else has got money in his pocket, and that's one Keiji Muto. Mm. So you may have seen in the news that his uh, retirement show. I you mean, know, assuming that uh, New Japan were able to bid for this but in the end it's gone to noah so noah is going to be hosting the retirement show I, i'm assuming that new japan <laughs> saw what he was asking for and we like fuck that noise <laughs> no you're welcome to it yeah how's it selling uh so do we know well all those um ridiculously expensive seats that i mentioned to you last week they're all sold out so mm-hmm. that is uh that's something i mean <laughs> you can't really <laughs> criticize him for putting seats up at that price when they are Idiots out there who who pay for them. Uh, Good question from Classic Catch. He says, "What are the chances K. G. Muto's retirement will outsell Wrestle Kingdom?" Uh, bear in mind, it is on a Tuesday,
0: and uh, it's not a holiday Tuesday either. Um, I don't think it's going to outdraw Wrestle Kingdom. I, I I would be shocked, to be honest with you. Um, just looking at the entire pro wrestling landscape, I just I would be kind of surprised at that. Um, although, again, if this is a a last go round i mean that might draw more interest than you think i mean he was fucking super popular for many years um so there's going to be uh, a lot of people that are going to need that nostalgia itch scratched at what price i don't <laughs> i don't that's that i can't determine uh i i don't think it will i don't think it will but um again there's no I would think that they would be bringing in tons of people, tons of people, I would think, or at least attempt to. So the card itself might might wind up being really fun and, and enjoyable and again, everyone getting that nostalgia itch scratched. Um I can't imagine it. Would it would give me I let me set a number. Over under Twenty thousand. Under. Under twenty. Yeah. Under twenty. Okay. All right. So you're saying no going to take a bath on this one, right? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it
1: depends what the expectations are for Tokyo Dome sales, I and mean, this is going to be 21st of February next year in the Tokyo Dome. Um, say maybe around. I think he'd do well to get above 10, to be honest.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, 20 would be half full, right? Um, I'm going to go under 20, but I'll say it's in the high teens. I say he gets high teens. Just, just, Just his name alone, I think he gets high teens. I do. I think he'd be pretty happy
1: with that. I imagine a fair chunk of that is going in his pocket. Uh, sticking with Tokyo, then, uh, Multiverse A says With Dynamite being in Seattle's 13KC Arena on January 4th, how much will this hurt AEW's involvement with Wrestle Kingdom? Seems to be an all hands on deck Dynamite to open the year. So, we also got some comments from Tony. Tony Khan in the Observer, he said that it would be difficult to send people over due to the fact that it is on a Wednesday. He said if it wasn't, he would uh, quote unquote send the house. So, what are your expectations for AEW involvement with Wrestle Kingdom?
0: Okay, so I gotta we gotta do the the Hulk Hogan math here. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so Wrestle Kingdom January fourth, and this AEW show is also January fourth. uh I don't
1: know off the top of my head but basically the the dates would make it impossible for have to have people do it well, i don't know <laughs> i
0: don't
1: you know, know what i mean I, like it, i don't like, know
0: if it's to do with dynamite or if it's rampage or what but right if it's rampage who gives a shit like you know what I mean like nobody watches that show so <laughs> send people over um if but you said it's Seattle right yes that's I mean, that's... F- what. Well, there the week is January 4th. That's what I want to know. Like, could somebody wrestle on Wrestle Kingdom and then fly, get right on a fucking plane, fly over Seattle, right? You're going back in time when you go to Seattle. Oh, yeah, it's a Wednesday, so January 4th is a Wednesday. Right. So you just go back in time, right? Can could, 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 could mathematically that happen? So by the time Wrestle Kingdom's I- over, by the time Wrestle Kingdom's over, right... It's like six o'clock in the morning East. So it's like, okay, what West coast would be like four in the morning, three in the morning, something like that. Right. Um, you fly (whistles) land now it's Wednesday morning. Right. Am I wrong? It's Wednesday morning. Uh, and you make the show. You make you make uh, uh, your AEW show, right?
1: I suppose in theory, but that doesn't leave much margin for errors, does Listen,
0: it? Just fucking do it. Come on, come on. I've seen worse. We've we've, we've had worse than that, right? We've had people shoot off. Uh, wasn't it Cody who did that? Did he, like he worked Wrestle Kingdom, and then the next night he's in fucking like Scotland or some shit. It can be done. This is the most boring fucking conversation I think ever. Talking about going back in time. Um-
1: <laughs> well, I, I'm not expecting huge AW involvement at Wrestle Kingdom. I would definitely temper your expectations there. Yeah. Do you think Mox is there? I don't know. I mean, he should be because I think that's someone that New Japan would definitely want to use. and I'm sure he would like to do Wrestle Kingdom as well, but it just depends on the state of the AW roster at that point, doesn't it? You know, how many guys are injured or <laughs> suspended. Right. I know it's a pretty big roster. They should have enough people to be able to send over a few top guys. Do you, you think, think... Right. Like, they they should? Do you think they owe it to New Japan to send over top guys from Wrestle Kingdom?
0: <sighs> they have to. I mean... I can't, let me put it this way. They don't have to do anything. But... You would think Mox. You would think... Is there anybody... Well, I mean, FTR. They might not still have the titles, but still, right? Um. By the way, Aren't do you have you? to constantly remind yourself that they have the fucking titles? <laughs> yeah, I do. Me too. I swear to God, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. This is This is one of the things that I kind of don't like about the state of where New Japan is right now. Like, and I think I mentioned it last week. Like I just, it seems like everything is just fucking spread so thin everywhere. Like you got Carl Anderson with the never title. You got, uh, the tag titles with the FTR. You got, um uh, you had that whole debacle with the U S title. It's just like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I just, I just hate the fact that, it's still somewhat troubling to me that there is this need to be spread so far out. Like, it doesn't seem like anything's concentrated on New Japan, right? Like, it's just, I don't know. I got to watch 900 shows to keep up with the fucking storylines.
1: Well, you don't need to watch that many shows to see uh, FTR's exploits with the IWGP Tag Titles because they haven't defended them. So you're good.
0: Yeah, you're right. Well, don't they have a defense Rev Pro? Aren't they doing Rev? Pro? Oh no, it's uh, uh... Royal Quest. Yeah, Royal Quest. So at least there's one there. All right, that's all right. Look, I don't know. I, I, I sometimes, sometimes I wake up and I, I just scratch my head, thinking like, "What? What are we doing? What are we doing?" I feel like whatever momentum we're gaining, we find a way to slow down on it. Uh, all right. Stop complaining. What do you got?
1: Dynamite Scott. How good is it to see Kenny and Ibushi reunited in Japan? Good. Our New Japan book is clenching their teeth, their buttholes, or both?
0: <laughs> their buttholes. Like, squirting. Um... I think it's fine. I mean, listen, that you know, obviously uh I mean, that was a long time ago too. Let's 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 you know, th- things water uh, flows under the bridge. So good. I'm glad that they're uh, back together and doing all the things that they love to do. Video game, right? Some video game thing, right? That's what they're uh, hanging out with doing. Yeah, Uh
1: yeah, Kenny was doing some something for the I think it was the Yakuza game, maybe Yakuza 8. Mm. What do you think of that game? I still can't get through that. I'm like, I'm about no, halfway either. through Yakuza 0. Everyone said it's amazing. I don't know. It feels like a bit of a chore to me.
0: I kind of just... I think Shenmue's I, a better game. I feel like it's a... Like, literally, all I do is just fight people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, i got to fight these guys. I gotta, right. And i got to run from this gang because there's... Uh, again, the, the novelty of it was, you know, you're just kind of walking around Japan. That was for me anyway. Um, what do you think comes of this? Do you think anything comes of this... Kenny and, and Coda hobnobbing around uh, Tokyo? Uh
1: look, if if Ibashi's not working New Japan anymore, which I don't think he will be, it would be fun to see him in AW, I think. Yeah. Why not? Why would he not well, do well, Why
0: that? not? Why not? Go for it. I think it'd be Well, you're not see anybody on fucking Dynamite, quite honestly, at this point. What is the story with that? Are they uh like, I think they're going to be suspended forever, everybody. Well, I assume they could bring them back at some point. Maybe in time
1: for Wrestle Kingdom. Who knows? Maybe we'll get the Young Bucks in the World Tag League.
0: <laughs>
1: could you imagine? Oh,
0: what a world we live in. All right, go ahead. Uh, where are we going next?
1: Let's go to JTO's Taka Michinoku debut 30th anniversary, Taka Taichi Despy Mania, which took place on the 12th of September in the Yoyogi National Gymnasium with a cheering crowd, uh, attendance of just under 2,000, 1,940. And did you, how much of it did you watch, Damon?
0: Watched the main. I uh, didn't see much of the. I'm trying to remember what I saw on the other card. Uh, go through I'll let you know if I saw it or not. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm not reading the whole thing because I'm going to butcher some of these names. Okay, but yeah, It's just, it just, it just Japan yeah, interest. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, there was the opening match, so there was a Suzuki Goon eight-man tag match with uh Doki, Suzuki, Taka, and Kanemaru. Uh I mean that was fine. It was yeah. I, I would say the top four matches on the card were ones that people said were worth checking out. There was a really good uh tag match with some of the uh, stardom wrestlers, which I think was worth checking out. And I'm gonna not provide any insight for that until we get uh, Welky on the show. He can uh, <laughs> hold our hands and guide us through the, uh, the wonderful world of stardom. The third match from the top, we had Bullet Club with Dick Togo, Ghetto and the great Sasuke defeating Seema, Kazuyashi, and Takamichi That was a fun match. I mean, I always enjoy uh, seeing Togo and Ghetto. You know, normally you'd see them not on the same side in, in Yuji Pandering, but uh, well, would you? I mean, I suppose it depends how you see the... Uh, Bullet Club House of Torture split. But uh, yeah, them teaming up with Sasuke was quite fun. Just them, Togo and Ghetto, doing their their grimy scumbag shtick. That was good fun. And uh, the semi main was the tag team match with Goto and Taguchi against Taichi and Yoshitatsu, which that was what was quite fun as well. I mean, it wasn't anything that's going to be trouble in people's notebooks. But uh, if you enjoy the little, you know, the shenanigans between them, and you know what you're going to get when you've got guys like Toguchi in the match. Uh, it was quite fun at the end where <laughs> Taichi just decided to turn on Yoshitatsu. So then him, Goto and Toguchi just uh, performing the finishing move on Yoshitatsu at the end, which was very funny. So uh, it, it was fine. I mean, I thought it was quite a breezy undercards. Nothing I'd say you, you absolutely have to go out with your weight to see. If I was going to recommend one match, it would be the Stardom Tag match. But uh, aside from that, I think all the buzz is coming from this main event with uh, Elder Desperado defeating Junkasai, Twenty-eight minutes thirty seconds. What did you think of it, Damon? Because you know we don't we don't see a huge amount of death matches. I don't know how much of a death match guy you are. What did you make of it?
0: Well, uh, first, I'm not I'm not much of a death match guy. Um, I in this like I appreciate the fact that they are willing to do this. I question why they feel the need to do this. I understand people think that the the brutality is an art form and all of that and like I feel like I'm I'm just watching people bleed uh, and and watching people get carved up and 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 I sit there thinking a lot of times like wh- like what what why are they doing this and then why am I watching this because while it is compelling I don't know if it's compelling for the right reasons for me um that being said what a fucking match! I, I look there was the one thing that that sometimes doesn't connect with me when it comes to death matches is, um it, like it just has me waiting for the next spot, you know what I mean, like the next wacky thing that they're gonna pull out from under the ring to to carve somebody up with. um while that element was there in this match. I felt like there was just so much drama involved in it. I guess maybe if that's the word I'm looking for. First of all, they went 30 minutes, right? 30 minutes, and you would think, okay, doesn't it get old after a while? Like then running into barbed wire and getting it. It didn't. If it, it, you said it was like a, you know, there was other matches where it was just like a breezy walk. That this, that was this like when it came to time, like I felt time flew. Um, it did not feel like a long thirty minutes. Uh, the the drama of I don't know there was something about a guy who in it you know New Japan who can decide on a whim to be like okay I'm going to enter this world and. And, and fight for my life and, and be okay with it. Like, there's something uh, certainly appealing to me about that with Despi. Um, I thought the match was really, really crazy good. Like, crazy good. Uh, yes, if you don't like the gore, there's plenty of gore. There's, like, you would, you would be like, there's too much gore. Uh, what was it, a fucking knife? Like like knives and sawed off tin cans and of course your barbed wire and your chairs and all that stuff. Uh, but but I don't know. There was uh, so much fucking drama involved in it. Like there was there was it it was compelling. Uh, and it was more than just guys falling from great heights onto glass or you know carving up their bodies. It was more than that um and and for me anyway that's a rarity when it comes to death matches so to answer the question i really enjoyed this match a ton probably more than i thought i would
1: yeah happy even from the entrance like despi's entrance he just felt like such a huge star in that building and with that crowd behind him i know it was only 2000 but it felt and it sounded like more than that and of course, you know, both of them wearing white. And I'm thinking, what? Why are you doing that? You know this is a death match. You're going you're gonna to get blood all over your lovely white clothes. They should have <laughs> worn red so it wouldn't have showed up. Somehow. I know. It's just crazy. <laughs> Who's paying for that laundry bill? Uh, right. But yeah, d- uh, right from the start, when they went for the handshake and they just flipped each other off, you knew you're going to be in for a good one. <laughs> all, all the Christ imagery, you know, all the like barbed wire on crosses, stuff like that. All good fun. Um, I just... I just kind of had this image in my head of them sort of looking at tape of Despy's best matches. Like, it's in that Hiromu match, the, the best of the Super Juniors final from 2020, where he gets his mask removed at the end. And thinking, yeah, let's do that, but let's do it after four minutes. And <laughs> just having Despy, like, wearing the mask, like this kind of mangled collar for the rest of the match. It was a great visual. And I thought that sort of allowed us to see a you know, quite literally a different side of Despy, you know, his facial expressions and selling things like that. he's about to get walloped in the face with a, a chain wrap fence or whatever that was on the, the apron. Uh, he's got a very big mouth despi. There were some points where he was like, and his mouth was just huge. And I was just like, wow, that is maybe that's why he wears a mask. I don't know, but he was just absolutely his element there. You know, you got to be a big silly boy, do silly things. Um, I mean, like you, I I, mean, I don't want to get all melter about it, but seeing one of my favourite wrestlers get his head gouged open did make me feel a little bit squeamish. But uh, you know, if that's what he gets off on, we'll go for it. I'm not going to stop him. Uh, there were some moments that I thought were genuinely impressive. There was a bit where I threw the chair at Despie's head and managed to like land it perfectly with the, you know the bit in the middle went flying out and it just stuck on stuck on his neck. That was great. And yeah, I thought it was a really well structured match. It gave Despy all the babyface. He really played into that crowd. I think it was the first time that I felt, yeah, this is, this is proper wrestling back here the crowd chanting and, and really getting into it. Commentary team did a fantastic job as well, getting all those big spots over. And I don't, I don't think this was at the level of that Takeda Kodaka match, you know, that five star match that also happens to be a death match thing. I thought this was, as you mentioned, like it's carried by the personalities, the, the crowd, the emotion, the, the brutality of the spots as well. And they were really spectacular, like the reverse Tiger Destroyer onto the forks. That was nuts. And just the thing I love about Junker Sai, right after he just absolutely wrecks a guy's shit, he just does that little smile. you know sort of smile yeah. that you do if you just told a funny joke. And he's just right. grinning there with his missing <laughs> teeth, jamming a right. fork into his own head, just just for fun. Just an absolute freak and a, a treasure to pro wrestling. The, the little kiss before the reverse Tiger driver. He's just, he's off his nut, Junker Sai. Uh, I thought him lecturing Despy about the value of life <laughs> and chiding yes. him for taking risks in the post-match seemed a bit rich <laughs> considering Junkasai's career. But, you know, there was a, a, a serious and really tragic backstory to that. With the There was a daycare tragedy in Japan recently. There was a uh, young girl who was left, uh, accidentally left in a school bus or something and died as a result of that. So just really horrible stuff. So you could see it definitely affected both of them. Um, you know, Junkasai getting blood on his daughter's dress oh my goodness when she came yeah. out she was wearing white as well i was like oh
0: no oh, his wife's too. gonna fucking kill him that, that's like, where the real death match happens <laughs> right. i was like what's going to happen here right yeah but it was i love the. i love the post match i loved i love the uh the uh uh interview with you know or you know him taking the mic cutting the promo um you know basically saying you know you've you know you've got a lot to live for. Don't 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 be running your mouth about willing to die and all that. Like I thought that was really well done. Um, both guys exhausted. Both guys bloodied up in the ring. Um, I I mean, I look. He's not. It's it's hard for me to put him in like a category of like wrestler of the year. I'm talking about Despy. But I don't see. Can
1: I just jump in with a question? Sorry, Sloane three sixteen says after his war with Kasai Takatagi, Despy Mania. Do you feel that Despy's stock has risen a ton? I always enjoyed his work, but seeing this side of him really leveled him up in my eyes.
0: It he's already he was already one of my favorites, and it's it, like, but he's even become more. Um, I it's hard for me to critique a death match. You know what I mean? Like so, like if you're just in a regular match. Um, it's a little bit easier for me to digest of okay, that was really great and the, like I don't know what would be great death match like how, how like for people who are connoisseurs in this, like what are they looking for to make it a great match? and I would think it would just be uh making it compelling and and dramatic uh, Despy fucking nails it like like f- for one of the few times that i that i've like it's one of the few times i c- I can honestly say I enjoyed watching a death match. Um, I thought he was great. and he and he because like because again, I think that the, he what he brought was just an element of drama that, that that that's the best way I can describe it. Like he brought an element of drama to a death match that I don't think me personally to be invested in. A person in a death match, um, like he he brought that, and if and if more, if there's more of those type out there, feel free to let me know. But for me, I, I like it was it, it was more than just guys doing dangerous shit to me. I don't know, it felt different.
1: Yeah, definitely had that connective tissue. I mean, how does it compare to the John Moxley death match that they did?
0: In back in July, Uh, this this
1: one was definitely a lot more emotional because obviously you know they got the backstory going into it.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I think they you know to me it felt like they did a a lot crazier stuff than that they were than than what they did on TV. Um, but in the same breath, the fact that you even got it, well, I, I enjoyed this one better than the Mox one. Let's put it that way. Definitely did. Yeah.
1: It's weird. I was having a but, discussion earlier on, on the Discord. Do you think, is this match allowed to be considered for the Super j year-end awards, or is this a, a JTO match?
0: That's, great, good, that's a very good question. Um, if I'm being fair, no, no, I mean, let's, let's put it this way. Would you say, and not that it would be, but let's just say it it would be, um, like the six man between elite and, uh, uh, Osprey and Aussie open. Like, would that be considered? Could, could that be in consideration? I don't
1: think so. No, I I, that's a AW match. I right. think it's gotta
0: be a New Japan show. I agree. Um that those are the rules. We have we have laid down the verdict and the decision. Not eligible. Andrew,
1: has a question for you. Uh he okay. says for comparison, Damon, El Desperado versus Hiromi Takahashi. Compare those two wrestlers.
0: I mean, See, for me, I understand. Here's where I have just a ton of respect for Despy. We talked about it the other week, how he was able to thrive in a time when pro wrestling was struggling. Like he was able to thrive. Um, and he, he not only got the ball, carried the ball, he ran with it and, and scored big time. Both guys, both guys are important and both guys played a huge role in, I don't want to say resurrecting the juniors, but. It could have gone south. Like, imagine the juniors without Despy and and Hiromo, Like, with Kushida leaving, Liger retiring, uh, everybody else getting signed up, people going heavyweight. Like, the juniors could be a fucking... Ryu Lee as well disappearing. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, Despy found a way to make that, you know, relevant during a time when everything else was kind of just I don't want to say going through the motions, but just having a hard time of it. In the same breath, Horomo. I mean, at one point he was on he was like one of the most important guys in the company. <laughs> like in the company. But I just have a load of respect for for Despie. I really do. He's really become one of my favorites. Um, and that's not a knock on Horomo, but man. Despy's Despy's just a different cat and underrated and probably will never get the the, the recognition that he deserves. He's a a stud. He, He is a stud. He might go down as one of the most important juniors in New Japan of all time. Like He reminds me of a guy that will be... Never the top guy. Never never a guy that we're going to be like, okay, Tiger Mask, Liger. But he's like in that middle ground of like El Samurai. Let's actually, he reminds me of a modern-day El Samurai. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like always in the mix, good matches. You can put him on an undercard and, and, and almost always has one of the better matches of the night. I don't know. This might turn into the El Desperado gush fest, but he's he's absolutely one of my favorites. Tons of respect for him.
1: Yeah, he's had his moments. I mean, he got the big win over Hiromu at Wrestle Kingdom. He's Obviously, he's been RZBGP junior heavyweight champion, but it never feels like the company has been behind him and given him the spotlight in the way that they have done with Hiromu. It always felt like Hiromu is sort of the golden boy of the division. So, Despy, whilst he has won a lot, it still feels like he's kind of got that scrappy underdog energy to him kind of like i i guess sort of the naito factor where you feel like he's not quite
0: got everything
1: that we think he deserves
0: well he's got a right to feel that way because you're right i don't know if the company was you know 100% behind him in the way that they would be say hiromo but in the same breath like that makes me like him more like he he, he he probably does have a chip on his shoulder. I mean, wh- why else would he be doing these things? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to kind of separate himself from the pack. Um, like he doesn't have to do this. I'm sure the money is decent to do it, but is it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's, you know, he's going to spend that money. Those scars are going to remain. Um, I don't know. I just, I just find him to be a little like he's the guy that's doesn't have all the physical attributes, doesn't have all the 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 you know he's he doesn't have the 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 silver spoon or the or the, the pro wrestling equivalent. Um, you know, where they're just strapping a rocket to him and away we go. He's the he's the guy. Like, it seems like he's had to fight and scratch and claw and to get where he's at. And, and even at the point where he's at right now, he's still willing to be like, I fuck it. Yep. Carve me up with a fork. Go ahead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he doesn't have to do this yet. He still, I don't know. It, it kind of feels to me like there's still this need for him to have to do this to prove himself. I don't know. It's weird that's pro wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're
1: definitely onto something with that feel that he's had to fight tooth and nail for every single opportunity that he's got. Like he's had to tear that out of their hands rather than anything being handed to him on a silver platter as it has felt with, with other wrestlers in the company. So yeah, definitely. I think that adds to the appeal. Um, and- I mean, who doesn't love Despy at this point? I think he he, he finished third in our rest of the year poll last year. Well deserved. So, and, and I think he's going to place quite highly this year as well. Um, here's a question: Bash says, considering all the love the pitch of Despy got without his mask, do you think we ever see him wrestle without it in New Japan?
0: Um, I mean, there's always a possibility, but I, I don't think. Why would you want to? I think it. I think the gimmick's cool too. I mean, look, not for nothing, but. There's been many matches where, and again, to use Liger as a, as a reference point, you know, there's, there are many matches where he's, you know, was bloodied up and mass ripped, and, you know, everybody knew who it was and, you know, you just, he just went with it. Um, and I think this was a, an example of that. This That was an example of that. And it makes sense, you know, why wouldn't the mass grip? Why wouldn't, you know, in a match like that? So, no, I, th- I think it, that, I think. It won't. I mean, it could happen, but I don't think it will. I don't think it will. I don't think there's any need to. All right, well, let's look ahead to
1: see. Uh, we've got a big show coming up tomorrow. So by the time you're listening to this, it may have already passed, but this is Burning Spirits Sunday, September 18th in Beppu, my favorite Beppu. place. So we have mainly tag matches on the undercard, but the match that I would like to talk to you about is the sixth match on the card, which is Never openweight six man tag team championship tornado dog cage survival match where the champions, Yo, Yoshihashi, and Goto, are defending against the challenger. Show you drone evil. So, this is uh, obviously a six man match, but there's no tagging in and out. Everyone's legal all the time. Can win by normal pinfall or submission or by locking all of your opponents inside dog cages. (laughs) am i on an island for actually quite looking forward to this one
0: uh it makes things a little bit more interesting with you know some people that might need all the interest they can you know anything extra is going to be a positive um i'm kind of looking forward to it Uh, you know i don't let's put this way i don't hate it uh Somebody bought dog cages and was like, oh, I guess we don't need them anymore. Oh, let's have matches. <laughs> like we could incorporate them in. Yeah, someone ordered too many. <laughs> right, right.
1: I um, mean, I, I think there's some fun stuff you could do with it. Like, you know, uh, War Games matches. Um, yes. You get sort of interesting dynamics when the numbers skew one way or the other. Yes. So I'm assuming that there's – it would make sense for the Chaos team to lose – at least one member and have a numerical disadvantage at some point, maybe even to go 3 1 down. And I think there's a lot of interesting things you could do. You know, maybe this could be the time to really get Yo over. It could easily, I could foresee a situation where it's Yoshihashi and Goto have already been locked away in the dog cages and it's Yo scrapping for his life against all three of the House of Torture guys. It could be that. Yoshihashi also would be pretty good in that spot as well. Okay. So I think there's a lot of interesting things you could do with the, the dynamics of this match.
0: Okay, but I, I, now, I guess I'm, now I'm a little bit more confused on the rules. Uh, so you can throw guys in this cage, right? But they're not eliminated from the match, correct? Uh, I don't know. They weren't clear
1: about that. I was assuming that there's going to be like dog cages in each corner. And once you lock a guy up, then okay. that's it. They're stuck in there.
0: But why are they stuck in there? They can just well, get out of the cage, right? Not if it's locked. I mean, if they've locked it and they've got the key, then how are they going to get out? Oh, so like young lions at the, around the ringside have the key, or somebody has a key, right? And you can throw them in there, and then somebody's going to lock it. Like I don't understand. Like I think. Things. I think. Yeah. So like you do a big move on someone, push them out of the ring,
1: throw them in the cage, lock them in. That's it. You know, for They're example,
0: Goto. He's yeah. I thought you had to get everybody in the cage and then they lost the match. But once you're in the cage, that could you're also be the ca- I don't know. I haven't done my homework today,
1: I just watched the little <laughs> video explaining it and I thought, I thought I've got it. I wasn't expecting you to confront
0: it head on with logic and questions. <laughs> my, my bad. I just want to know what i got myself into here. Um, because the war games dynamic would be great, but I'm just thinking, like, okay, well, why did they have to not like like they're not entering the the dog cage; they're trying to stay away from the dog cage, right? Okay. Um, so, but if unless I've completely picked- misjudged this, and there's like lovely treats inside the dog cage that oh. they're trying to
1: access to win the match, or maybe they've put the belts inside the dog cages so they just that's going to do. get into
0: the dog cages, <laughs> right? You got to get in the cage, right? Um, yeah, that be that would be uh, preposterous. Uh, yeah, I don't know how they're. I mean, so again, it's, maybe it's. Elimination rules, and they have to get in. Like if you lose, the okay. Fall I'll tell you what. I'll open the
1: video, and I'll
0: okay. I'll tell you what the rules are. All right, please, um, because yeah.
1: Let it me make see. Sense. So I've got the video here, and okay. it's got the subtitles on it. So in this match, there are no countouts and no tags. Okay. Victory can be attained through normal pins or submissions,
0: okay, or by shutting all three members of the opposing team in dog cages. All three. So. So they got to shove three guys in the cage. Well, there's two guys in the cage, right? But they can't just leave. You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do? You're going to knock out two guys, drag them into a cage, and then the third guy is going to fight and struggle. And then finally, they shut the door. No, they win. Right? It doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, I think maybe I've sort of interpreted it in a different way. I think it would be more fun if you could lock them
0: in one at a time right. rather than having to bundle all three in at once. Right. But, like, how, like, again, okay, so you're fighting me. You throw me into the fucking cage. I'm in the I'm in the pen. Oh, well, is me. That means I can't leave just because I got tossed in there? Or can I just be like, hey, fuck you, I'm leaving. I'm getting out, <laughs> you know? Why not? Like, what's going to stop me? I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of, there's a lot, of uh, <laughs> lot of rules for interpretation here, Joel. I don't know if I like this. But I think they're going to make it up as they fucking go along. That is my fear. Do you? I work two questions
1: here. Then one: Do you think uh, chaos will successfully defend? And two: Where do you think we're going with this? No more House of Torture thing. Do you think we might see House of Torture disbands? Do you think they might? I know we talked about this before, but I'm just interested in where you think we're going long term with this no more house of torture gimmick
0: well like i i i'm i was under the impression that they were going to be involved in a bullet club civil war that we've been talking about for fucking ever now now we have these chaos guys with their t-shirts and their you know talking about no more House of Torture. Ah. Okay, so, all right, let's just say this. If House of Torture wins, that's that, right? So House of Torture wins, they have the titles. No more chaos, whatever. That's where I think we go. You know what I mean? Like I, th- I, I can't imagine these clowns being the ones that disband House of Torture. Because at that point, then OK, so then then what they just fold back into Bullet Club and what and then what? So I kind of feel like they, ha- they, they have to keep House of Torture if, again, the end goal is this fucking civil war, which, again, is this fucking thing happening or not?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Definitely, as we've touched on before, it does seem to have lost steam. But I do think, yeah, some sort of unit disband match, maybe at Wrestle Kingdom, that would be pretty cool. And I think that's something you would want to save until you can get cheering crowds, because I think that's something that a a raucous crowd would be really invested in, that if the survival of uh, a faction, a unit itself, was on the line. So This is a um, a non-cheering show? This is, yes, but I think in the future we we may be heading towards I, I don't know. I just I just feel like there's no smoke without fire here. Although I have been burned in the past. You know, they did that whole thing with Ocon and uh, Tenzan where Tenzan would have to stop using the Mongolian chops. <laughs> we yeah. saw that one turned out. So uh, maybe I'm being overly optimistic here.
0: Yeah. What a what a what a job they did with that. Unbelievable. Um I can't I you know what I you it it, it kind of blows me away. This is not a cheering crowd show i'm kind of a little disappointed in that a little disappointed all right and and this match even this match has to have cheering they're not going to cheer for this oh come on that's the whole point well david we may see a situation
1: where now that we sort of open the floodgates for these cheering, there might be fans who go to these non-cheering shows and just think, "Well, fuck it, I'm going to cheer anyway. I don't care." No, oh, in Japan, come on,
0: no, I don't think so. This is not the ECW arena. I, I, I do you th- do you honestly think there's going to be cheering, people breaking the rules? Probably not. But yeah. Yeah. I live in hope more than
1: expectation.
0: Oh my god, this match! Why would they have this match here? Like, why wouldn't you put this on a show where you know you can have cheering? This, Joe, this is all going to go down in silence, in clapping. This might, this might be so bad. I need to watch it. <laughs> well, there you go. Like, if that's <laughs> right? not a, a hook for you, dear listener, then <laughs> it's going to be so do bad. will Watch it be great, though. Watch it be so fucking great. <laughs> now, like, now I kind of see. Like, all right, well, how are they going to pull? Again, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. All right. Why am I getting worked up over this? Who cares? Yeah. Our main event of this show is
1: an elimination match. We've got Jado, Kushida, Yano, Tanahashi, and Tabatonga against Ghetto, Ishimori, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson, and Jay White. So, I mean, that should be fun. The elimination main events are always fun, even though there's not really any implications or, or significance to this match. It's, there's nothing on the line. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move on to new japan strong then uh, so this is fighting spirit unleashed in the vermont in hollywood uh did you uh, how much of this have you seen did you watch all the matches or just a tag match just a tag match okay well i'll go through the other matches yes. so we had a uh, mascara dorada against mysterioso he defeated So 9 minutes 41 seconds with the dorada driver this was pretty cool i mean i like to see uh two luchadors having a lucha style match on strong i don't think we've seen that before and uh, there's a nice story here because Mysterioso's gimmick is that he's the big beefy muscular luchador, so Dorado obviously comparatively a bit smaller, so that plays into the match in an interesting way, and I really like Mascara Dorado, I would like to see him make it over to Japan, it would be wonderful if he could make it uh, as early as the Super Junior Tag League, that would be great, uh, if not, I, I know he was very close to being the best of the Super Juniors, but there were a few uh, visa issues that sort of scuppered that at the last minute, so I would love to see him get back in Japan. I think the fans would be very happy to see him again. So, always good to see him picking up wins here. Second match, uh, Robbie Eagles defeated Kevin Blackwood in 11 minutes, 32 seconds with a Ron Miller special. And, you know, we always say about Robbie, never has a substandard match, and this was no exception. Way more effort and energy and intensity than you would normally expect from the second match of uh, a strong show. And that's not to knock strong. It's a TV show. You know, it's TV wrestling. I'm not expecting people to be going balls to the wall in every single match. But I thought Robbie and Kevin Blackwood did a tremendous job here. And Kevin Blackwood might be a guy to keep an eye on. I have been impressed with what I've seen so far on strong. So I don't know if he is a guy that they're considering for best of the Super Juniors next year. Um, But... Yeah, I have enjoyed what I've seen so far from Kevin Blackwood. Uh, main event then. So this was the New Japan Strong Tag Team Championship match with Aussie Open, Carl Fletcher, and Mark Davis with their second defense against West Coast Wrecking Crew, Jarrell Nelson and Royce Isaacs. 11 minutes, 38 seconds. So Davis pinned Isaacs following the Coriolis. Uh, what did you think did
0: they did? Liked it. Loved it. Um, I don't know if it's, you know, match of the year contender, but I think Aussie Open... Might be my favorite tag team right now. Might be my favorite tag team. Like I just like I find them to be creative. I find them to be uh I don't know. They I, I they they fit the mold of what I'm looking for in in a, in a tag team almost perfectly. Uh I thought the match was was well paced. I thought the match had uh Here's here's where I kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of you And I don't know if you feel the same way. You watch a ton more strong than I do. Does the production quality kind of set you back a little bit? Like, I felt like in this match, there were times where they were missing shit and... Like, it just felt very disjointed with the editing. I don't know what it was, or maybe it was the light. I don't know. But did, do you find that in strong matches a lot? Like, the production value takes you away a little bit? Yeah, I think okay. that's fair. Okay. Yeah, I... I, I it kind of took me away from the match a little bit. Um, but I thought overall the match was good. I thought the match was, was good. I don't know if it was great that I'm thinking of it. It was good, but yeah. Sometimes the production value of, of strong just kind of just drives me nuts a little bit. And I think it like as weird as it sounds. I feel like the the quality of the production in during this took me out of it. Took me out of it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I
1: suppose if you're going from watching a product that is as slickly produced as you know the New Japan domestic product is, or watching Dynamite, then yeah, it, it could come across that way for sure. But I mean, just talking about the the match itself and, and Aussie Open, I mean, you said they're your favourite tag team. We, really, I was just thinking about when it comes to year-end awards about New Japan Tag Team of the Year. And it's slim pickings, really, because no one has really had a chance to sort of pick up that ball and run with it. And Aussie Open, for their part, they they just feel like they're just on the cusp. They're, they're ready to explode. And you know they could be double champions by the time we get to World Tag League. And you know, they should be the, the flag bearers for that division. So I'm putting a lot of expectations on them, but I think they're the right people for the job. I would also like to see West Coast Wrecking Crew get a chance in Japan because they've done tremendous work in Strong over the past couple of years. And I thought in this match, Royce Isaacs, yeah, again, I mean, I keep singling him out for praise. I think he is the, the star of the act. I thought he was the star of the match. And I know Aussie Open actually won the match, but I thought Royce Isaacs was the person who ended up getting most of the spotlight and the shine in it. I thought, yeah, this was a very good match. I enjoyed it a lot. It's a step above the usual TV match standard of strong. And just sort of a a general point, it feels to me, now we've got factions like House of Torture, United Empire, Team Filthy, TMDK. The faction scene in general in New Japan seems much fresher, especially with now sort of free movement of uh, talent across borders, that things feel a lot more fresh than they did before. Um, we have a question from multiverse AC says, does Aussie open beat FTR in London to become double champs after their banger on strong?
0: I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised. Um, I think here's, here's a problem that I have right now with, uh, FTR holding the belt. I, and I like them a lot. Um, the belts kind of feel secondary. Like when you have a champion who has five hundred belts, <laughs> you know, where like they got the Ring of Honor one, they got everything under the sun, and that's great for them, and it, you know, makes them look like a dominant tag team. I get it, but it from a t- our title perspective looks a little Mickey Mousey at this point. Like for me, I, I would love to see Aussie Open have it. Um, see them in in. New Japan, Jap, Japan rings. Um, I think that would be for, for the betterment because right now, aside from, you know, a a micro feud with Cobb and Okan and the possibility of a great match coming up, I don't. I don't know what the benefit is of having FTR be your tag team champions, right? Help me. Help me understand that. Like your titles are on TV, yes, but like, what like in 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 what ways is that is that improving or enhancing the value of your tag team championships? It like and and maybe I'm talking like I'm from 1981 talking about the value of a tag team championship, but Oh, kind of like we do a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast. I kind of want the things that are associated with that to be shown in the greatest light. And I just, I don't know how that is represented with FTR holding the belts right now.
1: I agree with you. I think the play here is to get FTR to put over Aussie Open in London in front of a a raucous London crowd. And that way you're crowning Aussie Open and saying, these are the guys, these are the aces of the New Japan Tag Division now and let them take it into World Tag League. And the, I mean, the issue sort of going long-term is they should win World Tag League. They should be going into Wrestle Kingdom. Although, I, I mean, if they're tag champions, then you'd want someone else to win in World Tag League, wouldn't you? Yeah. I just, I can't think of who, who are the challengers going to be. Who's that next team that's going to challenge Aussie Open for that feud? Um, oh, I, I suppose... Yeah, it could be Carbon Can you and Card. It could that, be right? TMDK. You know, uh, Mikey Nichols and Shane Haste. That would be a lot of fun as well. Right.
0: right. I mean, I think uh, I, one. I don't think they're going to have any problem finding someone that's going to be decent to work with them if that's the the, the, the where we're going. Um, yeah, that would. I mean, I think that would be a, a good move. I really do. I think that would be a really solid, strong move to have them FTR drop the belt to them. I. I That would be ideal, in my mind, anyway, at this this point.
1: Aussie Open had a pretty fun sprint on Impact, actually, against the Bullet Club team of Chris Bay and Ace Austin. So Kevin says, what are the odds Chris Bay and Ace Austin are a team for Super Junior Tag League? Um, I think it is likely. I mean, we've seen them tagging on Impact, unless, for some reason, Chris Bay doesn't want to go to Japan, which, according to some rumors, that might have been the case of Best of the Super Juniors it seems that Bay and Austin would be a, a great addition for the super junior tag league.
0: Yeah. I mean, before, I mean, when we were looking at best of the super juniors, we were kind of surprised that there was as much impact participation as, as there was. So I, I, I definitely can't roll it out. I, I think it's a matter of, you know, if there's interest in them, if them, they wanting to go spending a month in Japan, um, some of these guys can't do it you might be surprised to learn that some of these guys uh can't get out of their shoot jobs to, <laughs> to go wrestle um or they just can't financially make that happen or whatever the case may be they're just not in a position to go so um yeah if if they're willing to go i i would not be shocked to see them participating
1: Sticking with Impact, I watched Yuya Uemrez, I think it was his debut match where he beat Kenny King on Impact and goodness me, he looks a million bucks. doesn't he? I'm so excited by him. Like He looked tremendous in the match. I, I love his look. I love him having Yuya on his tights. <laughs> I think there's three exclamation marks, so he's, he's very excited, certainly. <laughs> and I just sort of, as a wider point here, I know there's a lot that can change in the future, but this cohort of young clients who are out on excursion at the moment of Uemra, Suji, Shota Umano, Ren Narita, fingers crossed, touch woods, all those good luck things, if they if they all make it back to Japan ready to hit the main roster, that to me
0: seriously shake things up, doesn't it? I mean,
1: am, am I wrong to be excited about
0: this? No, absolutely. The problem is is that you I mean the odds are against all of them being impactful, right? It's just like the uh, the odds are against every one of them being that important. I'd be thrilled if two of them turned out to be solid stars, like legitimate stars. I think you, you would be thrilled with that. Um, I think all four have the tools, the potential, everything. But truth be told, I said the same thing about Cuato. And we all know what happened there. So, <coughs> matter of fact, I, if I'm not mistaken, I was one of those dopes that was like, "Yep, he's a future world champion. He'll be headlining in a dome." He ain't headlined shit. Um. So I hope I. I but like maybe maybe I'm biased, but I've seen them go through more like I feel like they've had more roadblocks to their success than any other crop of young lions. Uh, So I'm rooting for every one of them. But again, I think if, if I got two superstars, two top of the card guys, I would be thrilled with that.
1: Last thing I want to touch on while we're talking about strong is the handling of Chris Dickinson, because We understand that he is getting litigious. I think he's filing a lawsuit. He's mentioned something about his uh, New Japan contracts becoming worthless as a result of the allegations of uh, domestic abuse, domestic violence. But what troubled me... Now, I know the the defence of this could be the way that Strong is set up with the tapings is that they don't want to spoil things. So I know the last tapings, they had Chris Dickinson making a surprise attack on Fred Rosser, and then... The next air tapings, Chris Dickinson having a match with Fred Ross as re- a result of those attacks, which if they had announced that, then that would have spoiled the result of Fred Ross's strong title defence against TJP. Now, that said, I don't think that is an excuse. I think given the situation surrounding Chris Dickinson, I think the ethical thing to do is to say, not whilst you're not necessarily advertising the matches, to just at least advertise Chris Dickinson in action so that people know he's going to be there, and if they don't want to see him, they won't go. They won't buy a ticket. So I just feel that with the Marty Scull situation, the way they tried to sort of sneak him back in, I don't really want to give them the benefit of the doubt here. It just feels like them being a bit scummy again.
0: Yeah. Um, he, like I, I'm i always a, a, a big... I always kind of err on the side of let your money decide. Let your let your let your dollar or your pound or your whatever, your yen uh dictate what you will support and what you will not. Um and if a company is going to go out and promote and and advertise a pro wrestler who um is, has legal situations, uh, and domestic violence accusations against him, then your dollar can go a long way in saying, I'm not for that. That's that the problem. And I agree with you, Joel, is that they didn't have a choice. At least the people in the arena didn't have a choice. Um, you can easily turn off a TV program. Right. If that if you saw that angle and were like, oh what the fuck? I, I can't deal with this. I don't want this. This is not what I'm signed. I signed up for. You turn it off and you don't watch. Um and and you don't support the product. Um if that if 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 you're are so inclined to do so. Um they weren't given an opportunity. Right. Um and again. I don't don't want to say that's shitty, but it's kind of shitty. It's kind of shitty. So, now you know. (laughs) I mean, right? Now you know. So, I just wish... I don't want people to not... I just don't think it's right to... Like sort out your personal problems first. I don't know. It it does it does drive me nuts that it, that it that not for nothing. New Japan always seems to to have this issue. Like it always seems to like every year we gotta talk about one guy that like what what are they doing? What are they thinking? Why are what why you know you don't have to use certain people. Um now I'm gonna say this. Maybe the situation is taken care of or maybe the situation in, in New Japan has enough, uh, is comfortable enough using them, knowing the information that they have that maybe we're not privy to. I don't know. Um, and it just seems like a bad move. I don't, I don't, I don't understand the idea behind it. Um, and again, if, if they, if people had a choice that, that, that you have a choice. If you if you take away that choice, I think that's just a, just, a, just a, little bit of a bad taste in my mouth.
1: Yeah, that's my issue with it. I mean, we don't know what the story is. If they have decided that they're okay with continuing to use him, if the threat of legal action has spooked them and, into thinking, okay, we're going to let's use up his remaining dates and then quietly get rid of him. Whatever the case is, I just think either way, you have to let your fans know that he is going to be there. Right, and for them to do this twice in two different situations, just makes
0: me very suspicious and, and cynical. It's disappointing is what it is. It's disappointing. You can't, it's hard to defend. You, you, there's no need to defend. You don't defend. There's no defense. Like you're like they're making a choice. Um, yeah. I, and I, and I, and I, and here's the thing again, if New Japan Pro Wrestling is comfortable using him, advertise his name. You're exactly right. Put him on your, you know, you got to let people know that you got to let people make that choice, I think is, is the fair thing. Um, and if you, if you eliminate that choice, that's, that's a huge issue. That's a, not, you know, in the grand scheme of the world, maybe not, but like it, people want to watch, they want to feel that they are watching a company that is Doing what it can to make it inclusive. Um, And and by doing stuff like that, you're taking away people's options to support that or not.
1: Yeah, it's the lack of transparency that I have an issue with. You know, I'm not expecting all the media I consume to, you know, go through the woke test. I know it's not like there's no ethical consumption under capitalism, but I want to know what I'm paying for, basically. And I think that's where they've gone wrong here. So that's what they need to fix. Um, Let's do a few questions before we get out of here, Damon. Now, uh, some of these are quite old, but we had some questions uh, about Satoshi Kojima in Noah. So a lot of these are about him being champion, but I'll, I'll try and extrapolate these to a wider point. So Andrew says, any thoughts on Kojima... Uh, being in the main event of Cyberfight's biggest show of the year, how New Japan might feel about seeing one of their opening match guys in that spot head-to-head with Dominion. Uh, Derek says, did you catch Kojima is now challenging Goshi Azaki for the No GHC titles? So, you know, obviously that's passed. Uh, I believe I saw a picture of Yuji Nagata in All Japan. Could these be olive branches to some more cross-promotional events, or do they just have guys coming in and don't need everyone? So how did you see the Kojima in Noah thing? Did you think that was them sort of throwing an olive, olive branch, or do you think this is Kojima? Go jump to know full time or what? No, he's
0: not jumping full time. Um it's just a guy working in shows, <laughs> you know what I mean, getting work. Um yeah, I mean, and getting decent paydays and having the leverage to be able to do so. Um I don't think it hurts or helps either one. I'm gonna be honest with you. It know what it who helps. It helps Kujima get some work, it helps uh fans. Of him, watching him get a nice little little spotlight in Noah. Um, if you're a Noah fan, I um I would be scratching my head, like, well, okay, this guy is <laughs> yeah, well, this this is the year of the dads for them. It really is. Uh, I I guess the biggest people that are going to be upset by this are going to be Noah fans. If I were a Noah fan, I'd, I'd I I kind I would be scratching my head wondering what direction we're going in, but uh, from a New Japan perspective, eh, we uh, one of our guys who is a legend uh, is getting additional work and extra paydays. Good for him.
1: I another question. Sorry, I don't know who it's from. I've forgotten to write the name down, but it says, on the pod you talked a lot about Jay White as a heel, but what about his potential as a future top babyface? Oh I God. felt a lot of genuine emotion at Osaka from him that could translate to a face run.
0: Yeah, we've we've been saying it for fucking forever, right? Let that as great he, as he is as a heel, he's going to be even, an even better babyface when that happens. And I think everybody is in an agreement that, that, I don't know if everybody's in agreement, but it seems to me like that's, where they were going with this the whole time. Um, So yes, I think baby weight, baby weight, baby (laughs) weight. He's going to cut. He's going to cut. He's going to drop some pounds, Jay White. Baby weight, Jay White. Uh, Yeah, will be a tremendous baby face, and I think it will happen.
1: Yeah, I think the problem is, one, they're kind of lacking for – top-level heels at the moment. And JY is just so bloody good at being a heel that it just doesn't feel like the right time to turn it. But it will come at some point. And, yeah, it is going to make a lot of money, I'm sure. Uh, classic Catch says, if New Japan could sign Kazuhiko Nakajima and or Keno from Noah when their deal's up, how would you use either one of them? The problem
0: is, is that your. I mean you want well why would you change much but it feels like you have that style uh, uh, like scattered throughout your promotion already um Those are two top flight guys I I can't imagine them signing with New Japan anytime soon though right I mean unless things are dire um I don't know if there's going to be talent exchanges and all that stuff um but yeah i mean no th- th- nobody's going to turn them down right like if they if they were available and they knocked on new japan's door i think new japan would would be falling over themselves to to have them pop on board but i don't i don't think guys like that are necessarily i mean money talks don't get me wrong but do, would you rather be a top guy in a small promotion or be a m- middle guy in a big promotion that's really the question they have to ask themselves.
1: They're not really top guys in their small promotion. Not, right, are they? right. They feel like not they Yeah,
0: that's
1: true too. I think that might be sort of fueling some of the speculation that they may be looking elsewhere, um, particularly in Nakajima's case. I don't know about Keno, but uh, I, don't, I don't think it will happen. But if they did go, I don't know. Do I see either of them at IWGP Heavyweight Champion level? Not really. I know that might annoy the Noah fans, but they might get there for sure, but I think it would take a while for them to sort of build up to that level.
0: All right, well let me ask you this. I don't think anybody thought Shingo was gonna hold the big boy belt, and yet he did. And I think and I think both those guys are cut from the same cloth, right?
1: yeah I, mean, I could see them getting there eventually, but I just I don't feel that they are big enough stars that you bring them into New Japan and
0: from day one they're like in main event title programs I think so I think so I think they could I think they could I mean I mean again, you're not dropping them in AJ Styles style Styles style, style, but um I think the minute you sign them, they're in the mix they're in the mix absolutely. Liam says, if you could marry one member of the United
1: Empire, mm-hmm. who would you choose? Marry? As in walk the yeah.
0: aisle? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Great O'Conn.
1: Yeah, I think he you know—he would be very fun on a night out. He eats well. He's going to take care so of he'd you. He'd be definitely taken care of, yeah. I don't know. I, I just can't look past Jeff Cobb, though. Imagine yeah. being cuddled in those arms, just how safe you'd feel.
0: I heard he doesn't smell good, though. <laughs> Remember that?
1: <laughs> no, he smells great. That's That was what we heard. That's what no, it was said.
0: that he didn't smell good. Wasn't that the whole thing? Well, didn't Elgin uh, say that he, he stunk or something like that, or he smelled? No, I think it was the, the
1: lady he was talking to asking, how does Jeff Cobb smell? I don't think we got an answer either
0: way. That was the whole I thing. And, Jeff really Cobb, nice. and, Jeff Cobb, and, and and war Machine, like, 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 <laughs> right. Wasn't that, it was Jeff Cobb who, that, that smelled. That was the, that was the thing. And no, I'm not saying he smells. I never smelled the man. He probably smells lovely. Uh, but wasn't that the, the the comment that he didn't smell good. Right. I'm almost that's certain. That's not that the that way I remember it. That's the way I remember I could it. be wrong. All right. Listeners, let me know. Yes. Let us know who's right there.
1: <laughs> okay uh the d- 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 vase collector i gotta go back for taguchi's bare ass gimmick it can't be understated how fundamental the naked man is to much of japanese humor tv or otherwise much of the trainee comedians spend their time naked on tv till they make the cut one of my favorite tokyo memories is leaving the club whoop near the shabu, scrambling around 7am and everyone giggling at a guy being driven around on hand handlebars with his little pee-pee out hmm. so the physical anatomical comedy extends to the lemonade as well not just the chocolate so in light of that information, has this sort of changed your view? How do you feel about Taguchi's uh, bum shenanigans?
0: Um, it's, I, I don't know what it is in pro wrestling, but we there there is plenty of ass exposure um, throughout the years. right? We've seen it through with John Michaels. We've seen it with Ric Flair. We've seen it with uh, countless others. I don't know. It does translate. A naked ass is funny, right? Like a bare ass. Like it a, like a, I'll I'll go I'll go one better. There is a uh I don't know if I can find it. Uh, better yet, I don't know if I can send it to you because I'm, I'm fucking dumb. Um but there's a video online of a guy uh, working in a mechanic shop and uh his friend behind him uh has a gigantic air compressor thing and he blew it on him and it blew his pants off literally his pants went down to his knees and his his ass is fucking hilarious uh so yes i think uh ass based humor transcends all religions languages cultures it's 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 a universal that we can all share is ass based humor absolutely
1: Amen to that. Uh, Classic Catch says, is Doki's relationship with the rest of Suzuki-gun the most wholesome thing in New Japan today? Who is the New Japan wrestler who seems the least equipped to act as a functional adult outside of wrestling? I guess those are two separate questions. I think what's interesting about the Doki relationship, and yeah, I agree, it does feel wholesome. Like He's like the little brother of the gang who they sort of pick on from time to time, but if anyone else picks on them, they all close ranks to defend them. And he has sort of taken up the spot that Despie used to have sort of mm. around well, sort of prior to about 2017, 2018. So it seems to have the sort of cyclical element to it. So I think it would be pretty cool if Doki can follow a similar trajectory, but in terms of the, just the dynamics of the group, he, he sort of slid into that sort of
0: troublesome little brother spot. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know about a wholesome, but, uh, yeah, he's like the little, the, the, the runt of the litter, if you will. And, uh, gets into trouble and sometimes he gets out of it himself and sometimes he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And what was the other question?
1: Uh, a wrestler who seems the least equipped to act like a functional adult outside of wrestling. Hmm.
0: I would say, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you, I don't know. Who, what would you say? Krayt I mean, Krayt seems to... <laughs> I think he's... I don't doing, know if he's like, the, necessarily the most well-adjusted. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got it nailed, quite honestly. I can't think of anyone better. Uh, who would not be able to uh, get around in real life? Um, hmm. That's a great question. I don't really know. I would have said Kota Obushi before because of just his travel uh troubles and just seems really quirky. Uh hmm, who would I say now? I would say fucking uh, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't I'll say you okay, so uh, see like evil. Evil.
1: Uh, okay. I was going to say, like, Yoshihashi, I could see him being the sort of person to get on the wrong bus and
0: just be sitting there with, like, a panic expression on his face. Right. Oh, big eye, no. Uh, I'll say evil just because, uh, you know, we're, we're, I can't imagine evil going into, the, like, fucking, you know, Mr. Donut. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no one would to do. like, really? I don't know. Nah, I, I, evil I, I, doing his weekly grocery shop, right. just pushing the trolley around the supermarket. Right. I just can't say it. He has to have somebody go do his shopping. All right. What other great questions we got? Uh, Swath says, after the success of Forbidden Door, what do you
1: guys think of going back in time to snag an idea from the early 90s? Uh, New Japan AW Super Show live from the Tokyo Dome, maybe on January 4th or 5th each year. And that is my question. So, I mean, I suppose this is something we, we touched on earlier in the show. I just, I don't know if we are... I mean, if they don't done Forbidden Door, why 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 not have the full super show in Japan as well. I I, I assume that is what we were going to get at some point.
0: I thought so too. I thought so too. And I, I'm sure it's still somewhat in the books, but I think Tony's got a lot of fucking balls in the air right now. Uh, but I thought that that's kind of where we were going. And I don't know if necessarily that has to be Wrestle Kingdom. It doesn't have to be Wrestle Kingdom. And I'll go so far as to say I don't want it to be Wrestle Kingdom. I would rather it be a separate show. I really would. Um, but now it it depends on the lineup, obviously, but like, I'm, my heart is not set on it being at Wrestle Kingdom. It's New Japan's biggest show of the year, but I'm going to be honest with you. If they do a joint show in Japan and the lineup is sweet and it's sexy, it's going to be a big show. They, They got themselves two big shows that year. Uh, I, I don't want it. I look, it, it was kind of assumed, not assumed, but it was kind of given to us that it was going to be an annual thing at least. Um, and the talk of, you know, going to Japan and all that stuff for the AEW guys, that was definitely on the table. So I think eventually we will. But to to sit here and tell you that it's it's going to be at Wrestle Kingdom, mm, I don't know, and, uh, or it's going to be this year. It might be 2023. We see that.
1: All right. Let's knock it on the head there. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for all the questions. Uh, We'll get through more of them next time, I'm sure, because there's a huge backlog here, Uh, but we'll get there. Redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast. If you want to throw some money our way, we very much appreciate it. Discord link you can get from DMing me on Twitter and I will share with you at Cobra kawaii and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash SuperJCast for our lovely t-shirts. Big thanks to editor Dan. Find him on Twitter at hero 219 Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling podcast network for other great shows. Give us a five-snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the SuperJCast. Thank you everybody for listening and goodbye.